Hi, I'm Marcus, and I support Gen X Grown Up through Patreon. You can too by visiting patreon.com slash genxgrownup. Gen X Grown Up is a YouTube channel website and audio podcast you're listening to right now. All made for and by people who love exploring media, games, tech, and toys of yesterday and today through the eyes of Gen Xers who refuse to grow up. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. Welcome back, Gen X Grown Up podcast listener to this Backtrack edition of the Gen X Grown Up podcast. I'm John. Joining me as always is Mo. Hey, everybody. And you know George is here. Hey, how's it going, guys? You know, if you grew up in front of the TV in the 70s and 80s, more than once you were invited to to buy a clapper or a chia pet or a set of Ginsu steak knives. If I told you we were going to do an episode all about the as-seen-on-TV phenomenon, how much would you pay? Don't answer yet, because if you order right now, you'll also get some fourth listener email wow. we have here at the top oh, of the Lord. show. That's a nice segue. <laughs> yeah, that is Props good. Props on that. Very good. Thank Very you. good. Well done, sir. Well done. Our first fourth listener email is from Sean, who actually hit us up on Facebook, and he wrote in to say, when I found your podcast at the beginning of April, I had to go the purest route. I finally made it to August 2nd, 2018. Wow. <laughs> wow. He's, he's working his way through the backlog. He said, you guys are awesome and make my morning walk so much more fun. Not sure I can pick a favorite episode. They've all been insightful and informative. Keep up the good work, guys. Wow. Nice. Thank you, Sean. I wonder if he's listening to the right show if we're yeah. informative. Is sure it's our <laughs> podcast that he's listening to? It's like some other Gen X grown-up podcast. <laughs> Maybe it is. Yeah. yeah our like... inbox got clogged with someone else's mail. Thank you so much, yeah, thank Sean. You. That's only, wow. That's we appreciate Hey, thank we, you. Writing in. We got a second email as well. This is from our patron, Mike C. The subject hey, line was collectible drinking glasses. Again? <laughs> Man, we've everybody got so many emails episode. on that episode. You know, yeah, I, I, I thought the Dewey Decimal System would be our hallmark backtrack, <laughs> but apparently I was wrong. <laughs> So Mike C says, I enjoyed listening to the collectible drinking glass episode. It brought back a lot of memories. I collected a couple of collectible glasses. The first was the Flintstones mugs oh, from McDonald's. Wow. Yeah. 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 Nice. They were from the nineties. I also have a pair of Arby's wine glasses. <laughs> oh my God. Really? <laughs> what? Whoa. Whoa. Uh, okay. I wonder what pairs best with an Arby's roast beef sandwich, like a nice Cabernet. Yeah. Or a nice ice Pinot, like a 34. Uh, MD 2020. Oh yeah. <laughs> MD 2020. <laughs> <laughs> I know what that is because I've sold it. A little Pepto-Bismol, perhaps. Yes. He goes on to say, the cups I enjoyed the most, though, were the funny face plastic cups from Pillsbury. You had hmm. to send in for them, and my grandmother did. Oh. We had all the cups and a pitcher. A pitcher? Nice. Oh, that's cool. Remember, that was like a Kool-Aid competitor, the funny yeah, face yeah, stuff? Yeah. Yep. 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 He said yep. the flavors had great names, although some of them were also a little racist. <laughs> oh, jeez. <laughs> well, those are the best names. <laughs> right. Here's a list of the names. Jolly Ollie Orange. Okay. Originally Engine Orange, so they Ooh. changed that one. Ooh. I, I didn't name it. I'm just reading. Goofy Grape, I remember. Freckle Face Strawberry. Okay. Loudmouth Lime. That's me. <laughs> That's you. <laughs> Uh, Rootin' Tootin' Raspberry, probably my favorite name of the group. Yeah. And Choo Choo Cherry, originally Chinese Cherry. Oh, oh Jesus. Ugh. That doesn't even make any sense. I'm not, not even, even sure why that would be bad, it but it just, just feels is. creepy. It just is, right? It does. It, yeah. It's like Hanoi Hannah or something. It just, yeah, there's it's just, something just wrong. wrong with that. But they changed it. Uh, but yeah, he says, hope you have a great day. FFL, further fourth listener. Love yeah, that. Nice. Mike. Yeah. I remember those, the funny face. They were plastic and they were molded in the, like, it looks like the character. Yeah. I remember those. Those were cool. I had forgotten about it. We should have covered them. Yeah, yeah I think I vaguely remember them, but... Mm -hmm. Yep. 
I remember old TV ads of them. They were very, very politically incorrect by today's yeah. standards, I know. <laughs> you know it's funny? It's like, I'm still surprised at how much that Drinking Glass episode has sparked memories and stuff in people. Like, mm -hmm. a lot more than I thought it would, to be honest. Well, I mean, it's definitely one of the seminal collectible things that we could do as kids because yeah, parents were so. okay with getting glasses that we yeah. liked. It wasn't a toy. It wasn't, right, exactly. So it was like, okay. Right, it's functional. You'll use it. We'll put juice in it. Yeah. Yeah, it's functional. That's, that's just great. Who knew? Apparently, we're doing our job. We found the topic that resonated. That's <laughs> Again, good. it's no Dewey Decimal System. <laughs> but what is? But truly? what is? <laughs> it only took us three years. If you're a relatively new listener to the show and you didn't hear our backtrack of the Dewey Decimal System, you owe it to yourself. <laughs> just, just, just the fact that we made it through the show is unbelievable. <laughs> Thank you, Sean and Mike, for writing in. Uh, if you would like your email read here on the show, you can hit us up on Facebook like Sean did or uh, write us at podcast at genxgrownup.com we read every single message and most of them make the show as popular as the uh, collectible drinking glass episode was you could not get your collectible drinking glasses from an as seen on TV ad back in the 70s and 80s so it is time to jump into that as seen on TV fun right after this there's a new pet Chia Chia pet the pottery that grows it's fun and easy soak your Chia spread the seeds Keep it watered and watch it grow. Chia Pets and Trees, the pottery that grows. The Chia Pet and Chia Tree are available at Kmart, Rite Aid, Ames, and Woolworth. Makes a great gift. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. We were all latchkey kids, different areas of the country we grew up. Mm -hmm. We spent most of our afternoons and weekends sitting in front of the TV. Sure. There were no DVRs. We couldn't fast forward and skip commercials. So we had God, to sit no. and listen and enjoy and endure. Or <laughs> rented a bathroom. Cereal ads and toy ads yeah. and a bunch of, if you act now, you can order this. We'll ship it to you in four to six weeks as seen on TV ads. But wait, they were so much torture because every one of them was something I wanted to buy and none of them were anything my parents would we're going with that because yeah i wasn't tortured i loved them yeah. but yeah but you, you couldn't afford to buy them yeah i couldn't yeah they were entertaining as hell whoever did those yep. did a really good job of marketing because like Georgia said, I'm eight and I need Ginsu knives. You know, I mean, it's <laughs> and the marketing of it, they picked something that either solved a problem you didn't know you had. Yeah. Right. Or it was an interesting way to do something that you thought you needed. Like, I didn't know that I needed a bedazzled denim jacket. But when I saw them put all those bedazzled <laughs> gems on a jacket, I really needed a bedazzled denim jacket. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> so the as seen on TV kind of moniker is a generic name that represents all of these products that were advertised on TV in the United States or for direct response mail order, but mostly on TV. And it would be like a long form ad, usually like a full minute, if not a long infomercial. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But yeah, it'd be a minute or two even. And they're showing you everything about this. And 
the thing that made him so memorable is that they played over and over and yeah. over and over to the point where, you know, we talked about the I've fallen and I can't get up came from right. one of these old sad scene on TV ads. It became part of the pop culture because it happened so much. Well, and, you know, as seen on TV kind of came along later in my mind. Like at first it was just whatever the product was. There was no the red little circle bubble square thing with the S and it, it didn't on know TV it was logo. a category of things until later. Yeah. Right. It be, kind of became lumped together where people said there's a lot of these kind of things that became mm-hmm. as seen on TV. Right. Yep. And I think that as seen on TV came out of maybe later they started categorizing them when these things started showing up other places and they would reference the ad. Like as you saw on TV, right. that thing mm-hmm. in the commercial you saw that later being. So at the time we didn't know they were called as seen on TV because that's where we saw everything. But later that emblem became very much representative. So it looks like a TV guide logo almost. Yes. Well, and I think that's exactly what it was supposed to do, right? That's what they're trying to, yeah, yeah. kind of invoke. And it says, I've seen on TV. How on sad is it that any of our younger listeners right now have no idea what a TV guide is? What's a TV guide? TV guide? <laughs> is that a channel on the... You're in luck. We did a backtrack all about it. Just go back in the yeah. archives. Why do you call it a TV? Why not just a streaming guide? I don't get it. <laughs> no, no, no. And the thing also about these things that you couldn't find them in stores usually, right? Most of these items you could never find on stores. No, right. They were never sold in stores. That was a right. big thing for Back them. then you couldn't, right. That was a big thing, yeah. And they would say that not sold in stores. Exactly. That would be part right. of the announcement. And if you act now. Yeah, we're, we're actually going to look over several categories of them. And I hope we touch on some of your favorites. But right. So you had all these different marketers. They were like Time Life and Space Bag and KTEL and Ronco and Thane and all these different uh, and then later it, it kind of evolved into like a brand or a brick and mortar sort of thing mm-hmm. uh, even today by the way the as seen on tv is not it's public domain anyone can use it no one owns it oh so I everybody can use it for how real they want. because in panama city here in florida uh-huh. there is an as seen on tv store that's all they sell oh, yeah. or yeah. as seen on tv stuff and mm-hmm. it's older stuff you know it's not new stuff but that's everything on their shelves it's all as seen on tv stuff that they've yeah. gotten through whatever resource whether it was ever on tv or not you're right <laughs> but it all has that logo on it. Yeah. Yep. You know, one really well represented category in a lot of these as seen on TV ads were records and books and stuff oh. like that from mm, oh my God. marketers yeah. like like yeah. KTEL. I don't know how many KTEL records. That was <sighs> something my parents would let me order. Right. Yeah. Oh, they would? Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, because it had songs on it that they liked. Goofy greats and dumb ditties and stuff like that. Were they the ones that did songs by the original artists? <laughs> KTEL didn't do that, but that was a hook, right? That was a thing. Where the original artist was a music group <laughs> called that was the original artist. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So starting as early as the 60s, KTEL out of Canada, they were releasing compilations albums, music for some of the biggest artists of the day. And this was before iTunes or Spotify or any kind of streaming. And it was one of the only ways you could get these collections of songs without buying all the individual albums because of the record store. It was like pre-made mixtapes. They were mixtapes. Exactly. They were. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And KTEL albums, you know, that's just one subsidiary of a larger company that we'll talk about Mm. throughout this whole episode. KTEL was one of the giant as seen on TV marketers. Yeah. They put out a lot of different stuff, not just these records for sure. Yeah. One of my favorite Favorites? Just, I don't even know if it was KTEL or not, but you guys remember Freedom Rock, right? Oh, you remember yeah. that commercial? Oh, yeah. It was like the 60s and yeah. early 70s. Hey, is that Freedom Rock, man? Yeah, man. Yeah. We'll turn it up, man. <laughs> turn, turn it up, it up man. man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. They're oh, all owners, apparently. Oh, Freedom Rock was, and it was good music. I mean, it, was, it oh, yeah. wasn't the scammy original artist. It was really original artists doing the song. How they got the licensing to do that, and it was a pre-internet day where 
where it's like a wild west anything goes i guess you're playing royalties you could do it i don't know no, so you music on the flip side of the freedom rock you had like the time life collections which are all the classical music oh sure yeah, dun, 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 yeah dun, like, like a oh, masterpiece theater soundtrack for you of Brahms, blah, 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 blah. you know now you can hear with the new york symphony and it seemed like such a weird thing to pander on afternoon tv you know for kids mm, like yeah. kids shows and stuff i'm like classical music like what was like, bring back the freedom rock what the hell is this yeah. <laughs> in hindsight right uh, we talked about during our subscription uh what was it the record look at record clubs yeah record right. clubs. that was it but time life books was another huge one that was advertised in these as seen on tv things yeah because initially it was the only place you could get them was through these ads well and it started out in 1961 believe it or not as one of their what? separate divisions yeah mm, like, I mean, it's crazy wow. and they just did all kinds of crazy stuff they did um, the American Indians, the American wilderness, if you remember those kinds of things that yeah, they did. Yeah. World mm-hmm. War One, World War II. And then stuff. later on, they got into like fix it yourself type books and stuff. And then we they got into those. the really weird stuff, right? And that yes. was the the UFOs and aliens yeah. and supernatural all, oh, or man. unexplained mysteries. I wanted and, uh, yep. every damn one of those books yeah. and don't have a single one to this day. I, I really, have really one of wanted those. I have the entire set <laughs> oh, of the unsolved you do? unexplained mysteries or what it was called. That was a oh, huge yeah. set too. Oh, wasn't it? You ain't lying. It was yeah. <laughs> and what were the key things that that was when we learned, you know, everything was so apparently it costs more for cassette than it does for a record, mm-hmm. like $14.95 for a cassette, $16.95 for a compact disc or whatever you write. Right. Yeah. Thing. And <laughs> set a self-addressed stamp envelope and your money order, blah, 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 and allow four to six weeks for delivery. Mm, All of yeah. those were like boilerplate, you always heard. And four to six weeks was the norm. Yeah. That was the norm. Yeah. And you kind of forgot about it in the meantime, too. I mean, that's a long time. <laughs> kind of like we were talking about in the last backtrack, we were talking about nine to five and had to wait four to six weeks for the reports to come through for New York. Yeah, and yeah. so back then four to six weeks was, yeah, it didn't take that off. long to yeah. get it here. Of course, that makes yeah. sense. You know, it's got to, it's got to travel all the way across the country. I can't have it in a day. That's crazy. <laughs> 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 One that has definitely come out of the as seen on TV and made mainstream that you can walk up and find at your local Walgreens or CVS, or your grocery store with the Chia Pets. Chia. <laughs> that was such an odd thing. Just a clay statue with bean sprouts all over it. That's all it is. Yeah. That's it. I know. But now you can grow other herbs too, you know. Right. <laughs> right. A Chia Herb Garden. Yeah. Now you get a, a Chia Bob Ross, a Chia Deadpool, a Chia. Everybody has. <laughs> have you seen the Bob Ross? Like his hair grows out? Yeah. <laughs> So what was the first pet though? It was, because like a, it was like a sheep or something. Was it the first one? Was it a sheep? I think so. I think maybe. I think so. Yeah. But, so they started yeah. off with animals and there were sheep yeah. and probably lions Whatever. and who knows. Yeah, because they had the But mane, then they I started think. getting into people's faces, like the little clown, weird gnome troll face that they had. Yeah, those are creepy. Yeah. I know. Yeah. I But I still wanted them all the time. Never got a single one. Not one time. <laughs> I feel like I bought one and never opened I it. I want to go buy one right now and start growing no, it don't. here you on the podcast. You think you do. You don't really want one. I do because... <laughs> The way I understand, I've seen videos on it now. I guess you take that chia seed stuff and it's like in this weird slurry mixture and you spread it and you make a paste. Yep. Yeah, that, that just sounds and it looks was kind of grooved. Right. So it, yeah. it had like these grooves where you can go. You know, and because the clay would seep water, you would pour water into the clay. The capillary action would push the water out to the seeds and it would stay damp. You just kept water in the, the and, the and lamb it's a miracle. These seeds would grow. But they never showed you all that extra work in the commercial. It was just the chia pet there and then like two or three photos in a row of the little seeds growing out as like, they expanded. Like a stop motion saying, exactly. You'll have to trim it. It's easy. No problem. Yeah. What ends 
ends up being it it, like a mess. sea monkeys to me at that point. I don't know why. Yeah. It just felt like sea monkeys. <laughs> I almost like I'm curious to see who has the patent on Chia Pets. Like who came up with this? Thing? It's got to be I the mean, pet rock guy. It's got to be the same guy. <laughs> Actually, I know who invented it. Really? This guy named Joseph Padat in the early Padot. 70s. Okay. Padat. He's the same guy that invented the clapper that we'll talk about later. Actually, no, really? Same, same he had dude. two of these things. That's awesome. He's yep. a genius. <laughs> and if and if you're wondering, the uh, the chia seeds are actually salvia hispanica, a member of the mint family. That's what you're growing on your chia pet. <laughs> mint. Oh, okay. I thought they were like bean sprouts the way they looked. Okay. See, look how educational information. We're like a time life classical music set. We are so upscale. <laughs> chia pet coincidence? Read the book. <laughs> Read the book. <laughs> Presenting the Clapper. Let's your appliances turn on and off just by clapping. Clap on the music. It's easy. Just plug the Clapper into any household outlet. Then plug in your lamp, TV, or stereo. Clap on. Clap off. And the Clapper resets to help protect your home. Leave your appliances plugged into the Clapper, and your lights will go on, turning away unwanted guests. Clap on. Clap off. The Clapper. I'm Ken Harbaugh, host of Warriors in Their Own Words, a podcast that presents the unvarnished, unsanitized truth of what we have asked of those who defend this nation. As a country, we need these stories more than ever. Stories from Americans who have borne the battle, including 30-year-old remastered interviews with veterans from World War I recounting their time in the trenches of Europe and with veterans from World War II, Korea, Vietnam, and from our most recent conflicts in Iraq, Afghanistan, and other battlefields Americans may never have heard of. Hear their stories by listening to Warriors in Their Own Words wherever you find podcasts. We were just talking about Joseph Padat and his other great invention, clap on, clap off. <laughs> clap on, clap on. The clapper. Yep. So the clapper was another great as seen on TV item. I, I never had a clapper, but I knew a, a kid that had one in his house. And it worked. I knew a kid that had one. <laughs> I did. Well I, well, I guess his parents had it, but I went, I didn't go visit his parents, but it is his kid, you weirdo. <laughs> now it's called Alexa. <laughs> <laughs> and everybody's devices just Everybody off. says, what is it you wanted? I want a Chia Pet. All it was, was a box you plug into an outlet that had a microphone on it, and then you plug your appliance into it and it listened for the sharp sounds of clapping mm -hmm. you can actually do anything you could go whoop whoop or whatever as long as it's loud <laughs> and sharp enough oh really we can do commercial whoop on whoop off you're gonna do that stuff yeah. so. it always reminded me of that little remote control van that i had that the remote control was just this little metal snapping thing that made that noise and then the van would yeah. turn to the right or turn to the left and it would just heard it yeah, yeah. rather than a kind of radio frequency it was just listening for the noises yep i just kept telling my parents all the time i bet this guy just took that little device out of that van and stuck it in a plug I could have done that. John, you were like <laughs> earlier saying like, solve the problem you didn't know you had. Right. Mm -hmm. It's like, oh, I'm in bed. I got to turn off the light. Oh my God. <laughs> How inconvenient. <laughs> yeah, how inconvenient. I used to have to lean over and flip the switch off with my hand. <laughs> yep. I love the old woman in the commercial who would do it like she turned over and slapped her hands out of frustration to clap it off as she was going to sleep. She, right. She's like, damn it. I always thought she looked like she didn't want to be in the commercial. Yeah. Right. <laughs> she probably did. In my nightgown in this TV ad, dumb. Right. <laughs> 
<laughs> best modern reference of the clapper is in a movie called the uh, acceptance oh, it's yeah, the yeah. one with uh, oh what's that guy Justin Long and he mm-hmm, develops mm-hmm. his own college and he's like I always wanted to clap on disco ball in my room and he claps on and this disco ball starts spinning in the lights and everything so he has it yeah I'm like that's awesome a clap on disco ball yeah. <laughs> well speaking of problems that we didn't know we had do you remember the Floby? oh god <laughs> <laughs> somebody said well, we need to combine a vacuum cleaner and some quick moving razors together what can we make <laughs> what could go wrong you know now in today of COVID-19 and everything the Floby might have a resurgence as people can get haircuts right I've heard people talking about the Floby. the basic concept of the Floby was it was just a razor that had a vacuum attachment so you hooked your, your vacuum up to it right. and you could adjust how long the tube was and it was sucking your hair toward the razor yeah the little plastic things they were different yeah. sizes kind of like the ones on like a, a guard yeah they were yeah. like the guards on mm-hmm. an electric razor exactly yep. on a clippers yeah yep. the problem is there's no uh there's no fade possible with a Floby. Right. Every hair is exactly, it's like this, you look like a Chia pet, basically. Everything's the exact same way. <laughs> right. The top of my head and my sideburns should not both be an inch long. That's not how your hair's right. supposed to be. Well, I tell you, with all the sheltering in place, this is a product that had its day. It could have come back. It could have come back. Yeah. I know. It right? Absolutely. <laughs> I just always liked the motion that they showed in the commercial. It was like you had to keep shaking it back and forth to get the hair to suck up into it or something. It was, yeah. Yeah. I never understood why that was and it only worked for people who had long hair i've never kept long hair hardly in my life so if you don't have long hair that thing's not yeah. working if you kept your hair short not gonna help you yep. <laughs> I, I think it's and i'm not kidding it was actually invented by a carpenter and i'm gonna say this very slowly <laughs> his name is rick hunts oh my god <laughs> That's Don't say his name his fast. Name. That's his name. That's not his name. He did. That's right. That's his name. Now listen, there was a columnist for Salon.com who actually cut his hair with a Floby in 2000. Then he went to local barbers and hairstylists and they admitted it was a pretty good cut. Wow. Not garbage. Not great. Not garbage though. <laughs> it's kind of like the bowl cut from the 50s, right? You just stick a bowl on somebody's head, cut it's around, head. done. It's yeah. convenience. That's what it's for. And that's what most as seen on TV products were all about. Yeah, right. Convenience of a thing, like you said, Mo, that you didn't know you had a problem well, with. in tandem with the Floby, there was also the hair magician and if you remember this the one hair but, magician which, yes which so was that this was basically a big comb that had a razor blade in it what the f- and, and you adjusted where the razor blade was on the comb and then just combed your hair and it cut your hair to that length allegedly that just sounds dangerous allegedly. and painful at the same time it's so much that could go wrong just so much that could go bad with that <laughs> how much would you pay don't answer yet N- None. <laughs> there's more zero dollars how much would you pay me when i go to the hospital after using that device that's what i want to know <laughs> what don't comb your ear oh <laughs> Do you remember the uh, the buttoneer? Mm, I remember the name. Like if your buttons fell off your shirt or yeah. something, they would. <laughs> instead of stitching buttons on, instead use like a little clasp on the back. It's like a rivet. Yeah, it's like a rivet almost. Like you're riveting a button in place. Oh. Yeah, essentially it's what it is. Yep. And the thing about these commercials, they always show like the most inept people in the world <laughs> trying to like do it the old fashioned way. Right. Right. You know? right. Are you tired of sewing on buttons and they would poke their finger and go, ah, in black Ow. and white? Yeah. Like, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> or your buttons fall, you know, and these buttons were guaranteed to stay on for life. I mean, these buttons were not coming off. Just like a shower of buttons hitting a tabletop, I can see that. <laughs> Is sewing a button such a major pain in the ass that you just can't do it? Would you rather staple your buttons on with a rivet? Sure, you need the button here. Uh, great for students. That's a lot of these too. Great for students. Great for students. Basically, <laughs> great for students. Great for the inept. <laughs> Oh 
my god! Oh, oh my we were god. talking about life call earlier. That's I've oh fallen my god. and I can't and get I up. Can't get up. Mm. Yep, that took like literally five seconds to become a joke. I know. I mean, the first right? time you saw that, it was a joke. The next day, and it's day. a minute I mean, long commercial with lots of quotes in it. It's just something yeah. about you see the little tumble, like this clearly a stunt person doing the tumble, right? And then you cut to an old lady laying at the bottom of the steps next to her walker, right? Yeah, how'd the walker get down there? And just the timber <laughs> of her voice, I fall it and I can't get up. <laughs> and it's like we're on our way, Mrs. Smith. We're on our way, yeah. <laughs> and the sad thing was, the commercial being so bad made it, you know, so recognizable recognizable to everyone, but it was a really good product. It was something that really helped people when they needed it. And more importantly, the woman in that commercial was named Edith Four. She was a 70-something widow who actually had been saved by a life call call after a tumble down her stairs in 1981. Wow. Yep, legit. Wow. So she was a real customer. I had never known that. Jeez. I hope they paid her well for her work in that commercial then if she, you know, was <laughs> like a former customer who got saved by well, it. they saved her life already. You gotta pay her too. Well, yeah. Yeah, actually they did. No, Apparently she got a flat rate of like 500 bucks to do that. What? For that commercial that's here for 40 yeah. years? What, to oh lay God. on the floor and say I've fallen? That's not high, like big acting. That's easy to no, do. No, but that commercial <laughs> made that company a billion dollars. She should have oh, at yeah. least got like half a percent or something. Something. <laughs> something. Of every single Paid one. Paid it to her family, whatever. Because if she doesn't make that line in that commercial, if she doesn't say it the way she does it, that she product it. doesn't do as well. <laughs> Man. She definitely sold it. Yeah, it's the part I remember. Yeah. Fucking corporations stealing money from old people that they're oh. kicking downstairs. This is awful. Here's one for you, Mo. Remember great looking hair? Oh, God. <laughs> okay. <laughs> Mo doesn't remember great looking hair. No. No, I don't remember great looking hair. I don't mean do you remember your great looking hair. I mean, do you remember the product called GLH, great looking hair? That's the spray on hair, isn't yes, it? Yes, it is. <laughs> oh, the spray on hair. God, that stuff's still being sold, isn't oh, it? Yeah, yeah. It was mascara in a can, but the mascara was mixed in with these tiny like cotton candy like fibers <laughs> it was so gross and you sprayed it and it would stick to your head and they would show you even combing it which i'm like certain no certain i can't work no <laughs> i remember that the commercials made it look like it worked amazing right oh yeah it looked great you know with the lighting and the angles but i've seen this up close not personal experience just so you know i'm dubious of your claims but all right but i saw somebody when i was growing up in york who had it and like you just can't not stare at it because it just looks like <laughs> most sounds like the kid, the kid in school who's like yeah i had a girlfriend we made out last week and you don't know where she's right. from canada that's right <laughs> She's in Canada. I met her during camp. She died. Camp. You'll never meet her. She died. <laughs> no, it just looks like, oh my God, like what happened? It seems like it would be convincing from a distance, but I mean, it's basically, it's mascara, adhesive and fibers. And so if you were to touch it. Oh my God. Run your fingers through somebody's. Ugh. A winning combination. If ever I've heard one. That, that's exactly what I want in my head. <laughs> I wonder how much of that they sold. Cause you know, they oh, sold. Oh, you know, they sold a crap ton. ton I don't know, how much did you buy? Mo? Do you have any idea? Uh, yeah. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> okay guys first off when this product came out i had hair okay <laughs> fair enough it, it did fair come enough. out 40 years ago so i'll buy that that yes, had right. hair 40 years ago i had hair 40 years ago it was long after that but yeah so anyway moving on <laughs> Just, I, I think we should linger here and talk about your hair i think it's a great topic <laughs> <laughs> In Japan, the hand can be used like a knife. But this method doesn't work with a tomato. That's why we use the Ginsu. It's a knife that no kitchen should be without. The Ginsu can cut a slice of bread so thin you can almost see through it. 
It cuts meat better than an electric knife and goes through frozen food as though it were melted butter. The Ginsu is so sharp it can cut through a tin can and still slice a tomato like this. It can chop wood and still remain razor sharp. What was it like to be there for historical sports moments and unforgettable performances? To be behind the scenes? On PressBox Access, you'll hear from me, Todd Jones, and other sports writers about their experiences with the greatest athletes, coaches, and sports events of the past half century. We'll share some stories behind the stories, some big, some small, and some we've only told each other. Let us buy you around on PressBox Access. My favorite, my absolute favorite products they had were all the kitchen gadgets. Okay, yeah, mm-hmm. yeah, there were yeah. a lot of them. Yeah, there were so many. But we can't talk kitchen without talking about the single most iconic product ever: the Ginzu knife. Because who never wanted oh. to cut a can and then slice a tomato paper thin? Paper thin. <laughs> Look at this. We're gonna slice a hammer apart and then we're gonna slice a tomato. They did. They like they like like saw it on a hammerhead. Right. Yeah. We're gonna chop wood. <laughs> so the very exotic sounding Ginsu steak knife with like the Japanese chef. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. This was a product invented in a company based in Fremont, Ohio. Of course. I totally buy that. I totally the buy far that. East. <laughs> <laughs> the far east of the Compared Mississippi. New York is far east. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, that commercial was on all the freaking time. Mm-hmm. I mean, you could not yep. turn a channel and then we're not selling some Ginzu knives someplace. Right. But I think it's funny. I don't know anybody who owned any. Did you guys? I didn't either. I do. I have three of them. Really? Did you? Really? I have three of them because not from the As Seen on TV commercials, but later on in life when I had my own money, my own job, and I was at places like Costco and those things, they started doing demonstrations in stores with those things. Okay. And you could buy it in the store. And they did the same thing in the commercial because it wasn't just the Ginsu knife that you would get. Wait, there's more. Mm-hmm. If you buy <laughs> now you get a set of four steak knives and you get yeah. a bread knife and you get a paring knife and this little juice squeezer bullshit thing <laughs> and that's exactly the way the guy did it in the store and i was so mesmerized by and it, it that i bought the whole damn set the whole set i There's bought to be said oh for a good God. sales pitch and they yep. can't be sharpened ever so do they work no i mean they do at first but they can't ever be sharpened really well because they're serrated knives they're serrated and yeah serrated oh. knives don't sharpen well right right you, yeah, you can have to sharpen do it each but it's little but, yeah. oh my god it's a pain yeah. in the ass so i've had those and just recently, I want to bring this up. You know how we're in COVID-19 and everybody has to work from home right now, mm-hmm. right? Yep. That's a big thing. So my son was looking for work. He's 17. He's trying to get a job. And one of these companies that still sells these bullshit kind of knives yep. tried to recruit him into a pyramid scheme version of the Ginsu knife selling system. Really? Was it Cutco? Yes, it was Cutco. <laughs> <laughs> I know somebody else who did that. Yeah, Cutco yep. is bullcrap. Oh, man. And do you remember the uh, the karate chopping the tomato? Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, you can't karate chop a tomato. Right. He squishes it. They yeah. hired a Japanese exchange student to portray a chef and do his karate chopping. That's what they had on the really. End. Yep. Oh my god! In this little town out of Ohio, they got a Japanese exchange student. He's probably the only guy there. <laughs> <laughs> 
Man. Once oh you had God. your Ginsu steak knives, you weren't probably done in the kitchen because there are lots of other cool things to get. <laughs> so do you remember the cooking pans that had armor coat on them? Oh, yeah. Yeah, that nothing could stick to them, right? Like, absolutely nothing could stick to this thing. Diamonds are the hardest thing on the surface of the planet, but you can't cook an egg on it, and they crack an egg on this woman's <laughs> diamond ring. Yeah. <laughs> that, she's wearing it, too, right? right? I mean, she's actually wearing the ring. Right, yeah, it's on her hand. Like, just put yeah. an egg on her hand. <laughs> the point was, like, diamonds are nonstick, and hardest surface, but you can't cook on them. So armor coat was the second toughest nonstick surface, and they were selling these pans in there. Wow. Well, first off, are diamonds really nonstick? I don't know. Have you ever had an egg stick to your diamond? <laughs> I've, I've never tried to cook a diamond on my the, or egg on a diamond. Never tried it. <laughs> yeah, and they showed like absolutely nothing stuck to these. Nothing stick, I mean, right. They would just put all this crap in there, and it would fall right out. Until you get it home, and then everything sticks to it. As soon as you get that damn thing home. Yeah, or you accidentally use like a metal utensil on it, and it's... Oh, and it, Oh, right. It would scrape off the it. surface. Yeah. But do you remember the nut and bolt omelet they made? Yes. So in the commercial, they put a bunch of nuts and bolt and then they pour oh, some right. scrambled egg in it and they stir it around and the whole omelet just falls out and the pan is unscratched. Yeah. And I'm like, first, who came up with the idea of a nut and bolt omelet? <laughs> I'm dubious that it would not be scratched, but it was in the commercial. So if you want to try it, and wait you didn't four have to six to clean weeks. it, right? You just took a rag and wiped it. And that That's was right. It. The paper towel. Ready to go. Paper towel. Oh, man. So apparently oil is not ready present. to cook again. <laughs> I tell you, one of my oh. favorite products of the kitchen family of as seen on TV products was the Vegematic. Oh. I oh, love yeah. those commercials. As a kid, I wanted one of those. And that Vegematic was so awesome. You just it put was. it over something, slap, 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 slap. slap. <laughs> Everything's chopped up. <laughs> I love that damn thing. As a kid, that was awesome. Like, And we had one of those in our house. Mom had gotten one somewhere. I don't really? know if she bought it from TV or some store. She would let me chop up the little vegetables and onions and all that stuff. I would go to town smacking the hell out of that thing. That was so awesome. <laughs> it was it like shot the things out too, right? As you chopped them, it like they like shot out the pieces or the something. The one that we had, it was that just was a motorized like, one. It was yeah. a circle oh, that plastic. Was a motorized one. That was it. Okay. Yeah. And just okay. Smack, the circle smack, plastic smack. one. Yeah. You just smack and smack and smack, and then you take it off, and it's just a pile of vegetables. Now, depending upon which vegetable and how sharp your blades were at the time, it might be a mushy pile of vegetables right. because it yes. squeezed all the juice out of them. But now, is there a concern yeah. if you're if you're smacking stuff with a vegematic and you have a clapper near? Nearby? Is it going to be like a strobe light effect? Or? <laughs> Lights going on and off like a disco ball. Strobe. Tomatoes, it's dark. Potatoes, it's light. <laughs> and you know, Vegematic inspired a really great comedy skit. That's what inspired Gallagher's Sledgematic. The Sledgematic. Oh, routine. right. Sure. Yep. Yes. Right. I saw him live a couple of times and yep, I was in the front row and I had my plastic for when he smashed the watermelon. At the fish. beginning of the Sledgematic routine, he did the whole little like the whole thing. scene on TV spiel. Like, How the, much would you, you know, pay if it's slices it dices it chops yeah. it what, <laughs> what the hell could it possibly be <laughs> yep. there were a couple of models do you remember these uh bottle cutters that would take your old garbage bottles and turn them into drinking glasses no yeah that wouldn't like totally slice up your lips and cause no stitches, no right? really so there were a couple of them ronco and ktl <laughs> both did some and you could take like wine bottles and beer bottles and put them in this what was basically like a rotating glass cutter right and it would cut off the bottle top you know, the neck of the bottle is sharp enough to cut glass, apparently, and unless it wasn't and it set up shards of glass everywhere. <laughs> and one of them actually had like a little torch to melt the glass after you cut it. So it was smooth. What? Every time I saw that, I'm like, so you're telling me what you have is you have a bottle, you have a razor sharp enough to cut glass and a torch. <laughs> Go nuts. What, what could possibly be wrong with this? I never knew Hand this over to little Jimmy and see what happens. The fun ensues. <laughs> I love the commercials because they 
it looked like something I wanted to do, like a craft you felt like doing. Right. But I never knew anybody that made their own no. <laughs> glasses out of an old beer bottle or something. Early on, they came out it had like some sort of like sandpaper pad that they gave you so you could get the rough edges oh, off. Oh, that's it how so they kept the them. edge from cutting. Yeah, your, okay. yeah they didn't have the torch. Yeah, sand it. But it, right. but it, it seemed dubious. It, it really I was questioning the, the safety of those glasses. You know, <laughs> what's to stop you from cutting your finger off while you're trying to use the sandpaper on this you know, sharp glass that you've just cut? Nothing. This was a you'll see many of those now do you no <laughs> well right so this stuff could only be thought of and sold in our youth era of growing up there's no way that this makes it into today's market right because it would be a lawsuit before the commercial ever hit the airwaves somebody would sue that company instantly well, and yeah. one of the biggest draws to this is you were watching it all by yourself in your living room and you're inside of your head going that sounds like a great idea and there's no echo chamber of the internet to go, oh, two stars, one star, wouldn't buy, terrible luck. Right. Yeah. All you have is this guy going, it was your Ginsu knife salesman, guys. Like, mm -hmm. you're going to love this. It's going to be amazing. Cost savings, blah, blah, blah. Crafts for the kids, blah, blah, blah. And you're like, well, shit, for 19 bucks, how can I not buy it? Right. <laughs> so you end up buying it in your own little echo chamber. And yeah, you're right. Today, you you wouldn't get through the first couple of lines. You're like, how much would you pay for blah, blah, blah. Like, oh, already bought it on Amazon. Next. Right. <laughs> yeah. You wouldn't stick around. <laughs> and finally, your kitchen is not complete. I know we're going to talk a little bit about the, the pocket fisherman to make it easy to go and catch some fish. Yeah, well, yeah. yeah, we can't do this episode without talking about pocket fishermen. Yeah. You've got your glasses you've made out of bottles and you've, you've got your <laughs> flowy haircut and everything. You're ready to sit down. And you have slapped the hell out of some cucumbers. You've got some <laughs> yes, chopped yeah. vegetables. You have that button thing now. So yeah, my button's actually... in good shape. It's, it's stapled on. Right. Well, let's actually use it to heal that cut in your lip now. That you've got from <laughs> you the... just stapled <laughs> your lip shut yeah, with a button. Yeah, you your lip shut. <laughs> yep. But the fish you caught with your pocket fisherman, you got to clean it. Yeah. The fishing magician came in. I love that name. That is the best name. Fishing magician. It wasn't a fishing pole like the pocket fisherman. It was actually a fish cleaning tool. Right. Yep. Yep. Bunch of cleaning them, you know, like scale it. Because you get the knives, right? We talked about the Ginsu knife. Yeah. They always came with that fish fillet knife that yeah, right. you know, the knife handle, the blade would bend and let you slice in between whatever. But man, to have something as seen on TV specifically geared toward a specific task like cleaning fish, it was those types of salesmanship deliveries that made you think, how did I clean fish before the fish and magician? How was that possible? <laughs> now it's here. I have to buy it. Yeah. <laughs> if I remember too, it had like, it had a thing for descaling, like a, like a cheese yeah. grater part. And it had a part for hooking in, like grabbing the, like the spoons and pulling them out. And it had a part for the filet knife. Like all that was on there was just all in one kind of clean your fish and get ready to throw them in the, the vegematic and chop it up and make sushi, I guess. <laughs> it was like a Swiss army knife fish kind of deal, right? Right. Swiss army knife of fish production. That's exactly yep. what it is. <laughs> and you know, it wasn't invented by him, but this really feels like it should have been a Ronco product. Does it not? Mm -hmm. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. It's that kind of thing. We actually have a whole segment dedicated to Ron Popeil and his Ronco. <laughs> That's coming up next. It's the fishing invention of the century. There's never been anything like it. Popeil's Pocket Fishermen. Men, women, youngsters can cast almost like experts the very first time. Small enough to fit in glove compartment, backpack, any travel bag, or even in your pocket. And Pocket Fisherman's handle is its own mini tackle box. Flip up the special DuPont nylon rod and you're ready to fish anytime. Yes, it's fishing fun for the whole family and only $19.95. What a gift. Coming up on 5-Minute News, I'm Anthony Davis. 
You might think it's partisan because maybe it's critical of one side or the other, but it's not, it's just the truth. And I think that's also something that's kind of unusual for Americans listening to the radio or to podcasts because the news landscape in the States has been so partisan for so many decades. So 5-Minute News is verified, truthful, independent, unbiased and essential world news daily. As we alluded to at the end of the last segment, there is no better as seen on TV representative than Mr. Popeil, Ron Popeil, <laughs> Ron Popeil. the founder of Ronco. His yeah. father actually got him started in the business by creating a lot of these inventions that we've talked about himself, licensing them to companies like KTEL and later on his son's company. But Ron Popeil is without a doubt the king of late night infomercial as seen on TV products. He appeared in the ads. Yes, he was always in them. Oh, really? Oh, okay. There's guys yeah. who did stuff, you know, the, the swarm guy and they became, you know, the bill guy who did the, the pitchman yeah. yeah whatever nobody compares to ron popeil that is the mac daddy of as seen on tv products so actually my, my brother owned a pocket fisherman i do too yep my father has Sorry, we, yeah. we, we yep. had a couple pocket fishermen right <laughs> I, I think they still had a them. pocket fisherman yeah. we all did <laughs> so it's it basically right it folds so it's it's what is it yeah. maybe seven or eight inches long folded you right. unfold that little white the real the rod, the rod part. part yeah the rod from the antenna or whatever and then it yeah. would extend a little bit too. Yeah, a little, a little like a telescoping action. Yeah, a little bit. And then the right. reel was embedded in the thing, and it was just all. And I, what is it? it was like a place to put your knife in the end or a bobber or something. Every there was a place for everything. Little yeah. compartments well, you in it. Right. So you put the hook so it all kind of stayed together and all that stuff. Yeah. I love the commercial. It was the family in the like the family roadster station wagon. They pulled up to the side of the road because they saw a body of water, and the father pulls <laughs> out his pocket fisherman, <laughs> and he's fishing with his kid. That was awesome. <laughs> just right, driving along. What do you want? Oh, let's stop and fish. That's always oh, just. <laughs> Spontaneous, <laughs> unexpected stop and fishing. I don't know how many of those we have, but I've seen them in stores still today because mm-hmm. they're awesome products. But who would think? I mean, that's like an evil genius to come up with that one. I mean, because <laughs> you know, what I mean, because there's no people who fish. You know, they have their, they're happy with what they have. You know, generally speaking, and who would think that? You know what? I want the convenience of always having my fishing rod with me wherever I go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it was like easy enough to put in your pocket. It's not that little, but yeah, no, it's you not that small. easily have in your backpack. You have a big pocket, no question. It wasn't like <laughs> yeah. for pockets that came on 1970s short shorts no, no. kind of basketball. No, no. no, it wouldn't fit in those. One pockets. of my favorite Ronco yeah. products, not because of the product, just because it was such a good ad, was Mr. Microphone. Oh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's it worked with the radio, it right? Had an FM transmitter, yes, yes, Mo. yes, yes, right. And I just remember they're they're all driving in like a. <laughs> <laughs> the car with the top down and they're talking hey good looking we back to pick you up later <laughs> <laughs> i remember that they're just cat calling women and she was like all right she's excited these hippies are gonna come back and abduct her later <laughs> i don't feel safe i need an adult he's got a microphone that's good enough for me i'm jumping in the car <laughs> yeah see the whole idea was you got this thing put batteries in it and it just transmitted and you turned it on your radio and that was your loudspeaker it was a loudspeaker with no wire it was just stupid and genius. Yeah. Well, and you could hook it up to any kind of radio because, like you said, an FM transmitter. So a boombox that you might have, you know, you're on the street and you were doing some performance or busking or whatever you were doing to earn money, maybe. I mean, it was awesome. It, that was kind of the first time I ever saw people doing what later on started becoming karaoke. 
in that commercial. They yeah. had like the people. Oh, yeah, in the they living had people room. singing along to music. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. It, what it oh did, it, it projected on the, like the low end of the FM spectrum. Had a yes. very short range. Like you had to be within a couple of feet of the radio for it to work. You couldn't right. go very far because as otherwise they had like FCC issues. So they had that right, right. Like, too strong. Yeah, you'd be in big trouble. It was battery powered, so it couldn't be putting out that much power yeah. for transmission. Yeah, point, so, yeah. yep. and it's a microphone, so it wasn't. How many D cells can you fit in that? I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Do you guys remember the Ronco smokeless ashtray? Did you guys have smokers in your family? Remember this? I remember that. Uh, yes, we never had one. Both my parents smoked. We never had one, but I remember that smokeless ashtray thinking, good Lord, I wish my parents had that so I wasn't breathing in smoke all nope. damn day. Yeah, it just had like a fan that sucked it in, right? Basically, I mean, it worked like, like a cigarettes. fat hockey puck, right? And an ashtray on top. Yeah. Well, it had like a glass dome kind of on well, it a little later, bit. Later, I thought they I remembered. didn't have that too, but it, it was a fan that sucked it down. It pulled it down. It, it wasn't pulling right. it up. The dome was just to keep it until it got sucked in. Yeah. It was just filtering it out. It was pulling the, the smoke down, but it only prevented the smoke from the cigarette sitting in the ashtray. Right. Not you breathing. There was still smoke in the air. <laughs> yeah. Right. Right. Yeah. Because it's not like, unless you blew into the ashtray. Unless you I blew guess, at right? the, Let's just blow. Please blow all your smoke at my ashtray, if you would, please. Yeah. <laughs> well, and that was back uh, in the day when an ashtray was an essential item in, in almost every, every household. Home, right. They on were on every table, every coffee table. Every coffee table. Even if your family didn't smoke, you had them there for people. Of course, yeah. over yeah. they might smoke. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. absolutely. God. All right, my favorite kitchen one, though, had to be the egg scrambler. Have you guys remember this one? One with the, the needle? The egg scrambler. Scramble the egg inside the shell. <laughs> yeah, it's like a little needle that you, you put the egg on, you hit a button, and it spun it inside the egg to scramble the egg inside the shell because we know how hard it is to scramble the egg normally. <laughs> right. Well, that's the problem. And the, the commercial was someone, you know, with eggs in, it, they're in a whisk and they're exhausted. Oh, my God. Oh, Whisking oh my eggs God. again for several seconds. This is bullshit. The kids will never eat at this rate. <laughs> my family will go hungry. Yeah. So instead, you have this machine that, again, it's like one of those things that's like, why? I always imagined I, I, that it was designed as a way to store your scrambled egg. In its original shell, you could just <laughs> scramble the egg inside the shell, put a piece of tape over it, put it back in the refrigerator. <laughs> then later on, when you wanted to cook scrambled eggs, it was already ready. <laughs> <laughs> okay, we already had a hard enough time like with hard-boiled eggs and regular eggs and using the wrong ones <laughs> at the wrong time. So now you got the scramble thing on top of that. Yeah. As a kid, I thought it was cool. It was just a neat, like, wow, you could scramble eggs in the shell. Oh, it yeah. was cool. Yeah, right. So cool. But it wasn't really a problem. It was not really a problem. We never had one, but I, here it didn't have a very good track record. They It was hard to clean because it was like it punctures this egg. It also, when you punctured it, you're knocking a little bit of shell in there. So I guess enjoy that. Right. And they tend to break down a few times because it was a high-speed motor to turn and whisk that egg mm, with that little thing. It didn't right. last very long, but I have a feeling once I had it and used it a few times, I probably wasn't going to use it many more times after that. <laughs> so who cares? I would think after the first time, you'd be like, it's over. But the commercial made you feel like you had to have it and it was going to be perfect for the rest of your yeah. life. That's what was so great about Ron Popeil and Ronco commercials. I don't care what the product and how silly it was, whether it was the pocket fisherman or a smokeless ashtray or this egg scramble. Every one of these commercials made you feel like, A, it was the best product ever invented. Yep. B, it solved a problem you didn't even realize you had. And C, it was going to last forever. And they always set them up with, here's the problem. Here's the solution. Here's the examples. Here's how much you love it. And now if we told you, it only costs this much money. So it's so, so hyped up. But by right. the time they say it's $25, you're like, is that all? How could I not purchase it? <laughs> But, the, but, but there's more. But there's more. And, or, sometimes they go, if you order now, we'll send you a second one for no extra charge. I'm like, <laughs> yes. are they just that Shipping chintzy? and handling only, which was which more than more the damn product cost. cost. Of it. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> 
Or sometimes they would take like the Ginsu knives. They always had that stupid little juicer that came with them if you bought the set. Sure. Right? Yeah, 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 yeah. So sometimes <laughs> yeah. with the egg scrambler, if they were trying to push egg scramblers and we'll include the juicer, blah, 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 from the Ginsu. And they so they would cross promote these different things that they owned and put them with each Genius. other just to. They're not idiots. Yeah. Put like fake value into the yep. deal. It was yep. brilliant. Yeah. You remember yep. the record vacuum, which was like the little thing you put your record in and it cleans the that dust. I don't remember that. No. no. OK, so here's what this was. <laughs> So your vinyl your vinyl records, your LPs, they would get dusty. Okay, you need to wipe them off. Mm-hmm. Well, you're not supposed to wipe them from center to edge. You're supposed to wipe them in a circle. Circular motion, right. Run the grooves. Just to clean right. them, right? With like a felt pad. Okay. Well, this thing, oddly, it had no vacuum in it, even though it's called a Ronco record vacuum. I was going to ask, did it suck everything off the No, <laughs> no, no. All it was is a little thing on your table. It was kind of like a cheese-shaped little bit, and it had a slot with felt all around it, and you set your record in it, and there was a little rubber, oh. rubber wheel on the bottom, and it would turn the record, and it basically... Instead of wiping the record, it was pulling the record through these little soft brushes to clean the dust off. Right. Uh, and it was basically, it was spinning it around, kind of gently wiping it with these little felt strips. And hopefully it had removed all the dust, but it didn't remove <laughs> fingerprints or anything else like that. Uh, in fact, I remember the commercial bothered me because the guy held it, like he set it in, he didn't hold it by the edges. He held it with his fingers on oh. the grooves and set it in. Oh. And I always saw, watch that and went, uh. ow, oh. Oh. <laughs> It's like seeing the wrong version of it's, it's and it's, or there, there, and there. It just bothers me that much. And I saw him holding it with his oily <laughs> damn fingers. You know, uh, Ronco, but, he's the king of as seen on TV products. He even went all the way up into the 2000s. Do you remember the Showtime rotisserie? Oh, the barbecue chicken thing. He was in there yeah, with the people cooking yeah. and everything. Oh, wow. That stuff yeah. was much later on. So it's not really part of our backtrack era. But Ron Popeil, the man's, you know, he's a national treasure. I don't care what anybody <laughs> says. Without Ron Popeil, you don't have as seen on I don't think you have Amazon without Ron Popeil. I'm going to make that statement. Wow, that, that's bold. You don't have Amazon without Ron Popeil. Yeah, you definitely don't have eggs you can scramble in the shell. Well, you don't have that. (laughs) That part I would agree with, for sure. (laughs) I think, why don't we round out this episode? I'm just going to play a little bit of a sample of the Weird Al Yankovic song dedicated to Ron Popeil. He's that much of a legend. He's got a Weird Al song. (laughs) I need a Vegematic. I need a Pocket Fisherman. Do you scramble eggs like this? You never get a perfectly blended egg, and then there's the cleanup. But now there's the egg scrambler. It scrambles an egg while it's still in the shell. The egg scrambler perfectly blends the egg white and yolk in only five seconds. Scrambled eggs, French toast, and omelets not only look better, but taste better. Get the egg scrambler by Ronco, a great Christmas gift for only $7.77. In a world infatuated with comic fandom, comes a show to help us remember the talents that have inspired us. Whoa, 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 cut. Oh, come on, it wasn't that bad. It's a bit dramatic. Let's just tell them about the show, guys. We are the Canned Air Podcast. Join us weekly for a comedic trip through pop culture. We also welcome some cool comic creators, as well as some of the voice and screen actors that help shape your childhood. Find us on cannedairpodcast.com and on the Evergreen Podcast Network. 
If there was anything in this show you'd like to learn more about, the show notes which accompany each episode are full of links to click and explore. Catch up on past episodes and get pinged every time a new one's released by subscribing wherever you listen to podcasts. And you know, iTunes reviews help more than you know, so if you haven't yet, please rate and review us in the iTunes app. And if you have a friend who isn't yet listening, why not? Tell them about us, they'll thank you later. You're our fourth listener, and we'd love to read your emails right here on the show, so hit us up at podcast at genxgrownup.com. And finally, Gen X Grown Up is more than just this podcast. Our YouTube channel has hundreds of videos ready for you to enjoy. Plus, you can find our entire body of work on genxgrownup.com. The irony today is that the as-seen-on-TV brand is probably products that have never been on TV unless they were from the original in the 70s or 80s. Because these ads, as you yeah. said, George, they just don't work today. Uh, but it's that style of product that you see in these these pop-up right. stores and malls and your, your strip malls and things, things like that you were talking about. I mean, they put a commercial out there, but it's not what the commercials were. It's just no. introducing your product and then you go buy it at right. Walmart. That's yeah. what it yeah. is. Go here to Amazon, go to Walgreens, go to CVS and find this thing. Yeah. And that red logo, that TV guide looking logo, it's now completely, I think, as I mentioned, public domain. Anybody can use it on any packaging or the logo of your business or whatever. Mm -hmm. No trademark infringement. It's wide open. So what we may not be forced to endure these two or three minute long commercials for products we didn't know we had to have, but uh, as seen on TV, definitely continues an enduring legacy uh, well beyond Gen Xers like ourselves. They just might not know where it came from, but now they will. Mm -hmm. Thanks to us. <laughs> wow, you serve a purpose. <laughs> Good job, George. Well done. <laughs> Before we wind up this show, we always like to take a moment here at the end to give our gratitude to all the folks that support us over on Patreon. A few bucks every single month to support us financially, what we do here on the podcast, over on the website and on YouTube. Man, this list is getting long. It's nearly 30 people now, so huge breath. Mm -hmm. I want to thank each and every one of you. Adam, Travis, Mark, Levi, Tom J, Chet, Slowmo, Jonathan H, David, Chewbacca, Stian, Greg L, Blasted or Stash at Thomas, Tony, Ben, Arlem, Stu Monkey, T2, Dan, Chad, Jason, Matt, David, Marcus, Dan, Mike C, Greg Z, Agile, and new since we last spoke, Lee has joined wow. us hey, as Lee. a patron. Welcome, Thank Lee. you Thank so you. much, Lee. Whew. I, I, I suppose there's a point at which I'll have to stop reading all these, but I don't think it's coming anytime soon. I'm going to keep trying. We'll just create our own Ron Popeil commercial for <laughs> Patreons. We'll have a special episode yeah. of me reading all the names. That's what we'll do. <laughs> <laughs> but wait, there's more. <laughs> there's, there are more patrons. Here they come. Thank you, each and every one of you, for becoming one of our patrons, supporting us. Absolutely. If you have not yet joined and you're interested in supporting what we do, Mo, would you be so kind as to tell the fourth listeners how they can go about getting on board? Oh, absolutely. I mean, it's really easy. All you got to do is go to genxgrownup.com slash Patreon. There's a couple links there. Click on the right links so you can determine what level you want to give. For a few bucks, you know, you become a supporting member. A few bucks more, we have special content that only Patreon members yep. get. Uh, and then even higher levels, we even have swag. swag. And I also want to point out that I think we had a couple new members, and I think it was because George did this last, I think the last couple <laughs> episodes he did it. So now, you know, if people were listening now and were to join so that I can maybe say that, you, hey, you would I get the credit. Mo give his pitch. Yeah. Wow. Okay. Are you get trying to credit. steal thunder out of something I wasn't even competing against now? Because now your ass well, is Now you are competing. You know I'm, I'm going to get all the you know, Patreons now. <laughs> if we could get like three or four new members for our next episode, <laughs> then I can be like, hey, it was because of it's what I said. It's the battle of the pitch As long as they all put George's in the, in the subject as a reason why they're supporting us, I'm not good with that. Oh, my goodness. But no, we really appreciate every single person because it helps us do what we do. I don't need any credit. Just you becoming a patron.
patron is validation enough. Thank you. George or Mo, they can take all the glory. I'm fine with it. Thank you, Mo. And thank you for listening to this episode of The Backtrack. We'll be back in two weeks with another one and next week with a regular edition of our show. Until then, I'm John. George, thank you for being here. Yes, sir. Mo, you know I appreciate you, man. Oh, it was fun. And fourth listener, we appreciate you most of all. And we'll talk to you next time. Bye-bye. See you guys. Take care, everybody. Gen X Grown Up is a member of the Evergreen Podcast family. Learn more at evergreenpodcasts.com. Unacceptable for grown-ups. Your dinner cannot just be french fries. Basically, life sucks as a grown-up. I had a clever way to get into this. I don't know. So, so you already used up all your clever at the beginning. I, I, all my clever is gone. <laughs> How about something like one thing you couldn't buy collectible drinking glasses from was as seen on TV or something along there. <clears throat> yeah, do what George said. Yeah, thank everybody. <laughs> thank everybody. Blah, blah, blah. You don't hear that very often. <laughs> what has just popped up? Oh, I just got a notification that Mo sent me a gift. Yep. Thanks, Mo. I decided that you're going to do it yourself. I torture you myself for you your birthday. You fucking sent me that salvage game (laughs) (laughs) happy belated birthday gift is a relative term (laughs) i sent you a curse enjoy it hi this is comedian and writer and let's be honest i do a lot of things this is dean archipotis the host of whiskey business the podcast not so much about whiskey as it is one with whiskey yes we drink and talk about whiskey but we do so much more with so many interesting people for example we talk to comedians like greg warren you know i don't want to brag but let's just say i can walk into a red lobster and get whatever You know, I think the pause right there is probably more important than the word. Amazing athletes like boxing champion Buster Douglas. When a fighter's down and he's looking for his mouthpiece instead of trying to get up. That's when I knew it was over. Yeah, Yeah. right? And, yes, Bigfoot chasers. Do you believe in Bigfoot? And if so, does he really eat beef jerky? (laughs) The Bigfoot thing is people have seen these, and and I've seen a lot of compelling evidence about it. It's Whiskey Business with Dino Tripodis. Join us for what we call a good conversation with a good pour. You really can't ask for much more than that, can you, people? Check us out at whiskeybusinesspod.com, a proud member of the Evergreen Podcast Network.